talking about the demons. What are the demons? What's this? Tell me about it. What are the voices about this one? It's another voice, the evil side. Yeah, whatever your name is, say. back uh evil examined this week we're going to be doing a bonus episode for you um because the schedules didn't quite align to get our guests in order and we thought it might be nice just to do one that was the three of us because i think i feel like we haven't done one like that since like the second episode yeah um of the first season that's insane it hasn't been the the unholy trinity for a while (laughs) yeah so we had to uh, grace your presence. This one's going to be a little bonus. And then, you know, next week um, we're going to be covering the Station Nightclub Fire, which was a famous fire that uh, happened in West Warwick, um, uh, as well as some other things, you know. Well, actually, n- the way we format our episodes now, it's like you get the odd news first, the Forbidden Five list second, and then the third week will be the Station Nightclub Fire. So, mm-hmm. but. You'll get some cool shit either way. Um, any housekeeping? Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Put, put mint on your pillow. <laughs> no? No. Not no. for you guys? All right. Well, I'll do some housekeeping real quick then. Um, <laughs> yeah, where are you going with that? <laughs> so just remember, uh, check out our website, www.evilexamine.com um, for all of our outdated articles. Uh, but you can also get access to all the audio and some of the different prime cuts. And also, of course, um, the catalog of books that are released right now, which you can still get. Try the New Candy, um, Die Tommy and the Slob. And I'm very excited to say that um, we did get an exception for um, 100 Word Horrors, which is the micro uh, horror collection that's put out by Kevin Kennedy, uh, who's an author in Ireland. Uh, he kind of composes different anthologies and stuff. So uh, one of my shorts called Hot Car will be in that anthology. Uh, we'll be sure to remind you guys when it's released. I believe it's probably like three months out or something. Um, and then in other news, Gene and I are going to be submitting some other stories to um, Hellbound Hellbound Books. books. Because uh, they have a few different anthology collections. Um, I believe we're submitting for uh, one that's called Blood and Blasphemy. I just finished a story called The Baptism, a pretty disturbing tale um, that I'm going to be submitting for that. And then I also have uh, a ghost story called Foul Ball that I'll be submitting for. Uh, there's like a ghost collection that they're doing too of, yeah. of horror stuff. What about you? Uh, which ones are you eyeing to uh, The Blood for? and uh, Blasphemy one. And I'm um, looking at the anthology of Bizarro, something like that. Yeah, there's a there's Bizarro anthology that. too. So that'll be pretty cool. We'll keep you guys posted if we get any exceptions. And uh, you can see some of your favorite podcasters uh, in these in these strange horror anthologies. Um, also, I do want to say uh, I have Scary Bastard, which is my fourth book. That's a, a novella set to release October 1st. It is my definitive Halloween slasher, the thing that I've been wanting to create my whole life. Uh, It's finally come to fruition. I'm in the editing process right now, but it will definitely be ready for October 1st, and there's eight 
works of art contained within, plus another one that uh, awesome one of a uh, rotting pumpkin that Katie did for me. Um, so nine collectively, and uh, and then I also I finished up my second short story collection. So if you guys liked try the new candy, I have one called Pizza Face that's coming out, and uh, it's probably my favorite cover out of all of them yet. So uh, dope. Working with this guy in Russia this time for this particular book for the art, and he also I'll also be uh, putting out ten uh, artworks within that book. So that's that'll be the highest number of art that I've put into any book. Plus, Katie's going to do the uh, table of contents for that one, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Ooh, Katie. <laughs> yeah, so that one, Pizza Face, that'll pro- I'm not sure when that one's going to be released, but I'll keep it posted. And that one's like five different short stories uh, of mutation, human mutation. Um, Speaking of accomplishments, I've just finished, I think, about like two different seasons of 90 Day Fiance, so I've been watching a lot of TV lately. <laughs> Which so. means I've also made those accomplishments as well. (laughs) What was your favorite uh, 90 Day Fiance? I liked it when the girl got attacked by the machete. Um, Well, she didn't get attacked. She did get robbed at machete point, though. Yeah. During the show? During the show. Seriously? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this guy from fucking Kentucky or something. He's like traveled how many hours on a plane, then like two days by boat to get to the middle of nowhere in like... Uh, where is it? Was it the Caribbean? No, no. it's in Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. Yeah, it's somewhere in Brazil. He boated to Brazil? Like down the Amazon? Like you couldn't get... No. The village was so remote for the girl he met online that like <laughs> you couldn't fucking get there just by plane. He then had to hop a boat and like the type of bugs and nasty shit he was dealing with and he was very concerned about something swimming up his urethra. <laughs> it so could happen. He brought, yeah. a, he brought a cock sheath. Yeah, Good he man. had like a condom. <laughs> <laughs> it was like wrapped in a nylon. Like he would just wear it the whole day. <laughs> he put it on just to go swimming. The girl's like jumping swim. in there and swimming and shit. And then he's like, yo, this is skeeving me out. yo." I, I believe that only happens when you pee in the water. Because the, the heat like attracts, attracts them. the little fish. You hear that, Daron? <laughs> Be careful. That's crazy. Yeah, but... So that's our housekeeping for today. <laughs> housekeeping? Oh, also, I should say that... Um, Check out the Real Judgments podcast. Um, we're going to be putting out the episode "The Strange Thing About the Johnsons," which is Ari Oster's uh, student film that myself, Mike from Real Judgments, and Daddy Bass was our special guest on that. Hmm. So that that should be up to definitely check that out. And we're considering uh, a few different things right now. There's Rhode Island Comic Con. There's Rock and Shock. Uh, we'll definitely be going to to Necronomicon just to kind of check it out. And maybe review some of the uh, films that they play, but we're not sure yet what table we're gonna do. If it's gonna, if we're gonna do Rock and Shock or Comic Con, I don't know. If, I don't think we can do both. So I'm kind of deciding that still. But but we will let you guys know. That's further down anyway. But what do you say we get into some uh, some strangeness today? Let's get weird. I'm down. Let's do it. Right. It's kind of a free for all today. We're just. Uh, we're collectively here. We're the, freestyling the, right now. The trinity of, of evil. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The unholy trinity. Let's talk about Frankenstein. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I found this uh, story today. It looks like it was um, dated yesterday when it came. Oh, no, it was dated today. Uh, but apparently. Hot off the press. Yeah, hot off the press. Apparently, um, the FBI are involved uh, in an investigation uh, for a science lab that's in Arizona, and it's supposed to be a biological research center, resource center, and uh, they take uh, body donations and tissue bank uh, uh, facility. Oh, it's a body donation and tissue bank facility, and they're being sued by eight families who apparently donated, um, you know, bodies. Yeah, they didn't know they were all going to compose the same individual, <laughs> and that he was be electrified and brought to life. <laughs> so, uh, Igor, I yeah. So they're facing a brain. shitload of lawsuits apparently, because uh, the agent said when they raided the facilities, they found uh, the bodies had been dismembered with chainsaws and band uh, saws, 
and there was like pools of human blood and like bodily fluids found on a uh, on the floor of the freezer that they had there, and there was no like identification tags or anything for the bodies. They were just oh dumped there, and shit. It, they're like, "What is this? It's a leg, but whose leg? God damn it!" How did so, the families like even find out? Like, are these? I'm assuming these are like bodies that were donated to science, and that's yeah when for, they went there. Yeah. I'm you not sure. What? Like, I originally thought it was a research facility. I don't. I'm not so sure what a resource central is. Maybe center. it's just like, oh, somebody needs a pair of eyes. They go, they put them on ice and bring them out or something. Is that the resource? I'm I'm thinking. Either way, it wasn't used to what they originally. Um, you know, yeah. advertised it as. Either way. They're just this, having fun with body parts in there, apparently. Either way, this makes me think of one thing only. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the <laughs> oh bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Remember that song? Yeah. That fucker died of a heart attack, didn't he? Drowning pool? Yeah. Did he drown in a, a pool of blood? He drowned in, like, a pool of, uh, how you say, um, Acid reflux. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is that what happens when people have a heart attack? No, I don't know. But I had... Dude, I had such bad acid reflux one time, I almost fucking went to the hospital. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I couldn't fucking breathe, dude. What were you eating? I don't know. I think it was just like a, a heavy beer and liquor night. Like, it was one of the... During that era where I was just getting drinking fresh. every night. Just a total piece of shit, you know? <laughs> I probably deserve... I think you deserve it. Is yeah. it? I've never really gotten acid reflux, but like, is it like Lucky something you. that like you can burp and feel better? Or no, like, it just there's burnt, nothing that it, makes like, you feel better. Have you ever had it? Picture, yeah, like it started when I started hanging out with you guys and drink, <laughs> drinking more, oh, um, and just eating you're unhealthier. Welcome. But yeah, it feels Don't put like that you're shit on me. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it feels like you're like you knew about throwing the up and Wendy's shit. before, like just. But like, if you right? did, if yeah. you like, did throw up, would you feel better? No, no. Just, like it just scorches your esophagus. I don't know uh. if it's a, like a gas, right? It's it, it, like it feels like fiery. bile or something, or it's yeah, it's that fiery. Sucks. Just picture a volcano erupting inside your your fucking chest. Precisely, and, going and that's up. different than heartburn, or it's like, it's kind of the same thing. Okay, but acid reflux, I think it's a more severe version. Heartburn, yeah. yeah. Heartburn is more like a quick thing, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Acid reflux, is a little like heartburn. You suffer for like yeah hours or some shit. Sick. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So this place had a cooler filled with male genitalia, mm. a bucket with heads, arms, and legs, and he said that the the heads there were all infected and shit. So they obviously weren't using it like for transplants or anything like that because shit was like, what the fuck were they using? It's not like a Tobe Hopper film. I don't know. <laughs> like that's the the weird part because um, the main thing here is like they when they um. Went there, they described the sight of a small woman's decapitated head. Uh, they saw the decapitated head. How did they sewn. know she was small if, if their head was decapitated? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe in, maybe in relation to what it was sewn to, okay. which was like a, a huge, large male torso. No, you're lying. No, look, it says it right here. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Look. It, they're saying that it looked like Frankenstein. It was hung up on the wall. So these people were obviously just taking these body parts that these families um, gave to them for good purposes or, you know. Fucking tooling around with And them. they're just fucking <laughs> nailing them on the wall and shit. And like, it's like fucking arts you, and crafts over there. Can you imagine though? <laughs> like, imagine seeing, yeah. Here's seeing. my question about like the ethics behind this. Like if they had already done something good with like the body parts and they just had the extras that couldn't be used for anything else is it bad to do that like it's disrespectful yeah it's like it's like when you make uh hot dogs out of pig scraps like i (laughs) i read i read this book called stiff by mary roach it's like an awesome book about like sometimes what happens when bodies get donated to science yeah and some will just like be laying out in a field and so people come by and like watch them decompose and like poke them with sticks i've seen that or like they'll take heads that have been decapitated and then like have beauticians practice on them or like do their hair and that's like that's what happens when someone's donated to science it's like beauty science sometimes yeah so it's like there's lots of things that could be disrespectful but like the family gets that sense of like warm feeling where they're like oh his body was donated to science he's helping somebody and over there there's a guy in a lab car he's like how far can we stretch his penis right yeah (laughs) 
Are you just using them as darts and throwing them at the Yo. That's sick. These are sick fucks, man. I mean. Now I'm curious. When you saw a, a tiny head to a <laughs> large male torso, it's just what could possibly what's like, the scientific reason for that? <laughs> so you're just curious or bored. But they said the going rate for like the body parts um, were like for a head, it was like 500 bucks. That's, that's seems, cheap. That's very cheap. Wasn't yeah. there a skull like the for skull. sale for like a thousand dollars? Yeah, but then again, that's all bleached and shellac, so it's not gonna like rot or stink. Hmm. You know, you'd have to. But you can save if you're willing to do a little bit of work. Right. You can save yourself like 500 bucks. You could even chew on that cartilage if you wanted to see (laughs) if it works like gum. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently the head was $500. The arms were, they had a going rate of $750. What? The arm? Oh, maybe for a hand transplant. Yeah. Because a a head transplant. A hand job. (laughs) That's not what you said? Play a little stranger? (laughs) Yeah. Stranger things. Um, and then the the body, the torso. Uh, um, well, it says the body, so it could be the entire body. That went for five grand. Did they have like a menu? Like, yeah, <laughs> they have a whole menu. He's like, here. listen, I just need a fucking toe. They're like, bro, we only sell it by the foot. <laughs> yeah. So the obviously the the families were like disturbed by this because they thought you know. They were using these to treat like cancer, leukemia, and whatever else using the cells or whatever. Um, but yeah, they were like just grossed out. They said not appropriate. Um, so yeah, uh, let's see. The uh, I guess the owner of it pleaded guilty last year uh, to illegal control of the em- uh, the enterprise and was sentenced to one year of deferred jail time. With, and four years of probation. I don't know what I've heard. <laughs> I, I, we'll have to follow this case because this is this is pretty crazy. I, mm. I haven't heard of anything like this in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. we, there was a couple of stories. What were you going to say? Oh, well, I feel like you're going to talk about funeral homes. Yeah, mm. like where they're just stacking up bodies, you know, and every once in a while they go into a funeral home and they find like 20 corpses in the fucking basement and none of them have been buried <laughs> And you're like, I've been going to visit this grave for my loved one, and they're not there. Why would they do that? Right. I was just imagining. To save money. (laughs) Being the parole officer. Well, think about it. If they charge them for a coffin or whatever it is, right, and they're not using the coffin and burying them, Uh they're, they're pocketing that money, right? And I'm sure there's other expenditures, too. They're probably not embalming them properly or using the chemicals that they need to they were also like selling this was in new york that this was happening but they were selling people's body parts that they said they had buried kind of thing to others um and yeah and remember some diseases yeah they had fucking diseases some of them had like hiv and shit and like like for tissue they would get a transplant transplant. and have fucking hiv Mm -hmm. after that's fucked isn't that fucked up and it was all obviously because they could make good money off of it there's big money in the uh, black market body parts, dude. Yeah. And that's um, why there's that, that whole controversy in China, too, right? With um, forced donations of, like, prisoners and stuff, right? The, how unethical that could be. Well, well, like, when somebody dies, they're, like, if you're a criminal, they're forced to donate their bodies. What which, the fuck? Which only, only makes it, you know, more likely that they want to see you die, you know? I know. And they're not going to give you the appropriate treatment if if you're worth however many, you know. Yeah, if you got sick there, you're basically dead already. Right. They're not going to help you. Wow. Would you pay five hundred dollars to like reenact the scene from Seven to somebody? <laughs> what's in the box? That like, one. What's to in the have them be traumatized. Like. Uh, I still don't know what's like. What was in the box? It was uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Oh, it was a head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you had to pay attention, though, for that one, so I can't blame you. <laughs> well, all right, that was awesome. I love that shit. Um, I mean, it's horrible for the families and all. I'm just saying... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> Entertainment-wise, it's... Like qualify uh, everything we say. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about uh, just, like, kind of like Minority Report shit with... Uh, there was an article that said, AI experts from top universities slam predictive policing tools... In new statement 
and warned technology that it could and warned that the technology could fuel misconceptions and fears and drive mass incarceration. Um, what do you guys think about this this kind of uh, predictive policing that they're that's kind of being pushed forward? It just seemed to me it always seemed like some kind of dreamy thing that could never happen, you know, because it's like I don't I, I couldn't even begin to understand how because the mind is such a mystery yeah. to us. We don't I don't think we we know as much as we say we do. No. Let me read through a little bit of this so we can get and maybe it give us a few details on um exactly how it's done. I hope that's included in here, but let's let's see. Prominent thinkers in the field of artificial intelligence say that predictive policing tools are not, quote, useless, but maybe helping to drive mass incarceration. Uh, in a letter published earlier this month, the experts from MIT, Harvard, Princeton, NYU, UC Berkeley, and Columbia spoke out on the topic in an unprecedented showing of skepticism toward the technology. Quote, when it comes to predicting violence, risk assessments offer more magical thinking than helpful forecasting, wrote AI expert uh, AI experts Chelsea Barberis, Karthik Dinkar, and uh, Colin Doyle in a New York Times op-ed. Predictive policing tools or risk assessment tools are algorithms designed to predict the likelihood of someone committing a crime in the future. With rapid advances in artificial intelligence, the tools have begun to find their way into everyday processes into the everyday processes of judges who deploy them to determine sentencing and police departments who use who use them to allot resources and more. While technology has been positioned as a way to combat crime preemptively, experts say its capabilities have been vastly overstated. Among the arenas most affected by the tools, they say, are petrol Oh, I'm sorry, pre-trial sentencing, during which people undergoing a trial may be detained based on their risk of committing a crime. So that's pretty... So they're basically, like, assessing the risk once they've got the person in their clutches, huh? And they're saying, like, oh, we're going to base his sentence off of what could be the potential likelihood for him to reoffend. Isn't that supposed to be, like, what setting bail... A certain level is for like. Well, no, I if think if you think well, someone's likely and you keep them there and hold them there until something happens, like I don't understand why you'd replace it with this. Well, no, I think why they're saying it's. I I didn't understand it as if they were saying like it's gonna swap out bail. No, it didn't say that. It's just like, isn't that like what addressing the, the same concept? Yeah. Right. Like, well, but I if was you thinking... think someone's going to commit a crime you give them a higher bail. Well, but once you've been convicted of a crime, these are people who've already been uh, arrested for crimes, right? Yeah, isn't that too? Yeah. Like pre-trial? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like... So it, what's the scenario? Like, But like I'm saying, over? okay, you're at pre-trial, right? Let's say you got locked up for some violent offense, right? You're at pre-trial. And then they're like going to decide... Uh, how much I don't time, know what is time it time to give you like yeah that's what I was interpreting it as like how this much dictates time. how much time the person ends up with because the likelihood of them right not so much not so much the bail they're convicted. before they're convicted uh, I don't know well let's read a little more then let's see because <laughs> it's, so, it's a good point um, let's see um, algorithm risk assessments are toted as being more objective and accurate than judges in predicting future violence Research, rights researchers. Uh, across the political spectrum, these tools have become the darling of bail reform, but their success rests in the hope that the risk assessment can be a valuable course co uh, corrector for judges' faulty human intuition. Experts say the tools have a tendency to overestimate people's risk of violence when, in fact, the likelihood of the crimes committed during trials is small. Oh, so... So I guess it is. I guess, You're right. I was misunderstanding it. So it, it takes place during the bail process? Yeah, during the bail process, at least for this part of it. It says, according to the opted 94% of people accused of a crime in Washington, D.C., 2% um, of those people are arrested for a violent crime afterwards. 
That's mm. not very many. That's not a lot at all. That's not a lot, uh, especially to like dictate how much time. Well, if it does dictate how much time they end up with. However, researchers point out that it's not uncommon for states to detain 30% of people awaiting trial. The tools give judges recommendations that make future violence seem more predictable and more uncertain than it actually is, write the researchers. In this, in this process, risk assessment may perpetuate the misconceptions and fears that drive mass incarceration. One of the most prominent tools used uh, by judges is the public safety assessment, which, like many other tools, crunches numbers based on the criminal history and personal characteristics. The tool flags a person based on, uh, excuse me, uh, based as candidate for, quote, new violent crime activity or not. So either they're a candidate for it or they're not. And the technology, and for the technology to be truly accurate, experts say it should predict almost almost people at zero risk given the low statistical likelihood. Instead, the PSA sacrifices accuracy for the sake of making questionable distinctions among people who have a low intermediate or incalculable likelihood of violence, experts say. To help better prevent crime, researchers suggest easing reliance on algorithms and putting resources into more holistic measures. Policy solutions cannot be limited to looking up the right people. Um, they must address public safety through broader social policies and community investment. What do you guys think about so I that? I wonder what the what is based around. Like, do they hack your social network or something and see see your characteristics? Because it said that's your the personality part. part. If they're gonna if they're gonna be doing something like that, they should at least explain. The algorithm, the algorithm better. Yeah, I'm like what the fuck. I feel like it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy a little bit with these because it's like if you end up saying that somebody does fit the profile to like be more prone to violence and you incarcerate them, what if it's the incarceration that is making them more prone to violence versus that was just my, the yeah. yeah yeah it's like a paradox. I was gonna bring that up. Like why why invest in the technology to help incarcerate people instead of rehabilitating them and fixing um, the issue once they're incarcerated so they don't re- have that reoccurrence. Yeah. And if the algorithm like is, yeah, like socioeconomic or something, then it's also just going to keep like channeling like the same people over and over again into different categories, you know? Yeah, these jails are businesses at the end of the day, so it's just a good way for them to have this uh, generating asset. Right. Well, that's the whole thing with with marijuana, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we were really concerned about how, you know, the the livelihood of of Americans, we would look a lot closer at alcohol than marijuana, you Mm. know? Exactly. Or tobacco. Tobacco, alcohol, you know what I mean? But it seems all the drugs that don't do anything of that nature, like mushrooms or... Um, weed and actually in a lot of accounts more beneficial because uh, shrooms help with depression and stuff like that right it's been studied and, and I think it helps with like we looked at a statistic the other day and it was like oh um, it said like something like point zero point two percent of people who trip on shrooms require medical attention and, and in comparison to alcohol where it's like 1.4 people percent of people who drink require hospital attention so like it's it's all just like a political and uh financial gain system you know it's it's sad that it's taken so long you know like to have things change yeah yeah they're outdated they don't they're they approach certain laws like they're almost uh you know written by fucking one of the the Tablets that Moses had, or some shit, or right. the Midsummer, yeah, painting. religious. <laughs> like these laws were. There's some. There's still laws in effect that are just ridiculous and stupid. Like all oh, rain collecting rainwater is like fucking illegal in some places. It's insane, like, dude. Don't, like, like when people make the argument, oh, it's the law. Slingshots. The law doesn't make it right. Are illegal in Rhode Island. 
I found that out. Slingshot? I keep trying to, I have one in my Amazon cart that I've had there forever <laughs> and I can't buy it because it's like, it will go through the whole thing. It's like, sorry, we can't ship to your address. And it's going to ping their algorithm. <laughs> oh, she's going to be a criminal. Like, right? violent. Dude, she's you're going to be fucking held. Bart Simpson. Yeah, she's going to be slinging people, knocking people Smart out. Bimson. Isn't that you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I just, I want a slingshot so bad. Who doesn't? I think we could probably build one pretty I, easily. You can though. make one. I just want, they have like, Really Badass cool ones, ones. Yeah. yeah. Got it in the black market. <laughs> like I feel like you just go a couple states over. That's the cool thing about Rhode Island. It's like there's all different states near us. Yeah. <laughs> Does like... Mass have the same issue? I don't know. Probably not. Or Maine. I'm sure Maine and Vermont, those fucking right? backcountry kind of states. Right? Maybe the shit. guy we got ninja stars from probably has like some Oh, slingshots. he's cool. Yeah. He'll show us his secret slingshot <laughs> collection. How the fuck <laughs> are ninja stars uh, legal and slingshots aren't? I don't know. I I, ca- I came across this headline though that was um, funeral meal leaves at least nine dead and dozens sick in Peru. Aww. Funeral. So meal. you go into the funeral, right? And you know, after the funeral, you get together, you all have some cold cuts and discuss the great life that this person's lived, and then boom, out of nowhere, you're at six. I mean, nine more <laughs> funerals uh, within wow. the next few days. Uh, that's pretty fucked up, but I, I, this one struck me because I'm just a few days out from, I believe it's the three year anniversary of my near fatal food poisoning. Oh shit. Yeah. I got, I didn't, I didn't even know a kid that I was on the the business trip with sent me an email and he was like, Oh, so, uh, just so you know, it's a three year anniversary of when we tried to, he's like, I tried to eat the big burger at Mac Steakhouse. Okay. So let me just tell you, the kid gets a fucking platter of food. It's like one of those challenge things. You know what I mean? Where he had to eat like a pound of macaroni and cheese, this massive, massive burger, uh, that had all like barbecue meats on it and shit. All I did was share a fucking platter of like a variety platter with this other kid. I wasn't even taking the contest or anything. <laughs> What's I, he fine? I nibbled at my food a little bit. I didn't even eat that much. But whatever I ate, it, dude, when I'm telling you, I was like on the toilet every fucking 10 minutes. Um, I was like shaking. Like I felt like my brain was shutting down. Holy um, shit. But stupid fuck like me, you know, I don't want to go to the hospital, you know. And this kid's been in the hospital for three days. Like, he literally feels like he's on his fucking deathbed. The guy who did the contest? The other guy. And and so he's on his fucking deathbed for, like, dude, like, he's been in there for like four days. They're doing all kinds of tests on him. They can't figure out what it is. The fuck did so he I'm do? texting him. I'm like, yo, like, he... I'm like, yo, what did what did they what did they give you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to find out what they gave him after all the tests and shit. Yeah. And then I did this app that lets you talk to a doctor virtually and they can prescribe you something. And I was like, oh, he fucking has the exact same symptoms as me. And this is what they gave him. And then he's like, Oh yeah, that's like a, a antibiotic they give to people that get food poisoning in Mexico. <laughs> like, or something like that and um so i got the stuff and i ended up getting over it but dude i i thought that i've never been so scared that i was gonna die as i was then it was did they shut that place down no i don't think so i think it's still going uh if anyone goes to <laughs> charlotte it's max uh barbecue roadhouse don't fucking go there guys <laughs> if you don't want to die don't go there mm. So what are you going to do to celebrate? You want to go get a platter? I think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want it brings up an interesting question because that's kind of my story with it. But uh, wh- have you guys ever had severe food poisoning? Uh, no. Mm, one time I went to the Cheesecake Factory and I got really sick. Um, and I was puking a bunch and like on the toilet and stuff. But it was like Christmas or something. So I still... <laughs> went and had fun and then felt better, you know? Yeah, so it, wasn't, it was just like a 24-hour a sickness or something, right? Yeah. How and long was yours? Dude, it was like three, four days. Oh, okay. And it was too... Like, I was at work because there was like a project going on that I could not miss. And then I shit my pants a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, I got to <laughs> pack work. it in. 
Like it wasn't shit. It was like ass juice because I had shit everything out already. Oh. And I was at a point where my asshole was just shooting out like streams of liquid every few minutes. And I went to fart and uh Ooh. You don't and trust that's the dangerous. Fart. Yeah, I shouldn't have trusted the fart. And then I fucking uh, secreted the juices into my <laughs> undergarments. Did it go through? Like, was it visible through your pants? No, uh, but it, it was enough. Smell like shit, though. Yeah, and it was enough to disturb me. And you know, actually, one of the guests we'll have on our next <laughs> our next podcast will be able to tell you guys more about this because he saw me. I was like passed out on my desk, like I couldn't even fucking. Why didn't you just call out? Because there was a lot of pressure with this project that I was on, and then, I, but I was just like, I can't even function Damn. at this point. Like, this is legit. You know what I mean? I can't function. Sorry, you guys are gonna have to figure it yeah, out. I'm gonna die over here. I'm literally gonna die. Wow. But I think someday uh, you look like someday you'll get food like real <laughs> severe food poisoning, Gene. So don't lose hope. You know? Yeah. Well, that WrestleMania night was pretty fun. Oh man! But that was that was only one night. <laughs> Yo, I remember we had to go into the bathroom and check on it. That's dude. why I don't go to like weird places to eat. I barely go out to eat um, unless it's like the, the normal places because my my stomach's so sensitive. But that WrestleMania night was scary. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I just your whole demeanor changed when we got when we got back to the train to ride back. His whole demeanor was just like. Yeah, just but, frantic. But we were you so turned white, like it was like you had seen a ghost, but the ghost was in the toilet. And, yeah. and we were so like tired that you get to that point where you're just dying of laughter. <laughs> like anything will make you laugh, and no, nothing was funnier than there was no bathroom near this train area where we had to get picked up. And he's just like, oh my god, oh no! <laughs> and then like we're laughing, and it's pissing him off. The more the more enjoyment we're getting out of it. Oh man! Oh yeah! And, and we, I actually found a, a bathroom there eventually, right? Well, when we got yeah. after the train, when we got back to the station, then we went. We all went into the bathroom, and we just were hearing you, and you were like, oh, oh god, oh. <laughs> Like making the most ungodly noises, and me and Brian were like looking at each other, and then we left, and we were out there for a good 10, 15 minutes. Didn't you order a piece of pizza? I, I wanted to. I wanted to. I was really thinking about it. <laughs> then you thought you didn't want to end up like me. Yeah. I, I learned my Bates lesson. Bates ate the same shit that I ate, and he was fine. What was it that the filth that that fucking uh, we were waiting in line for that piece of shit hot dog was sausage dog whatever oh yeah he was obsessed with that yeah we're like we gotta get this shit <laughs> yeah you got that shit yeah <laughs> that shit got you more like god damn it it was delicious but, <laughs> but in hindsight it wasn't worth it yo oh my god. Did you have anything, Dave, that you wanted to bring up today? Oh, I just um, wanted to talk about hypnosis. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been using a hypnosis app, and it's really cool. Like, if you ever have trouble sleeping, this thing will put you to sleep. <laughs> How does it work? It, it's this lady, and she has a very soothing voice. And she starts out by telling you, like, breathe in, hold your breath in, like, and then slowly exhale. And notice when you're breathing that when you inhale, it's cooler than when you exhale. And she talks about like energy and stuff. And you have to picture a ball of light like going over your entire body. And then, yeah, stuff like that. And it, she takes you through this whole like almost like a guided meditation. Mm. And then like interject stuff that you like want to do. You're getting she, hypnotized. Does she, yeah, I'm getting hypnotized to try and quit smoking. Um, yeah. Me, Daddy Bass, and my stepfather are going to be going to get uh, hypnotized. So I'll let you guys know how it goes because we had kind of talked about some one of us getting hypnotized. Yeah, uh, and without Biggie around, like, what are we supposed to do? Like, how did you look <laughs> look this person up? Like, like when you call me Big Papa. How did you, like, look up the person? Like, what, Ron like the heard it on, reviews? my stepdad heard it on the radio. Oh, yeah? But he had gone to the Mad Russian before, and uh, <laughs> who was another quit-smoking hypnotist, and he quit for four years when he went. After that? Yeah. Like Eventually, what, what do they do? They just say a couple words in your ear and shit, and then yeah, and I think they stick start with, sticks on in your ass too, from what I understand. Oh shit! Yeah. So they make it really they they make you focus on the object, and then they give Put you a inside. horrific experience, <laughs> so you associate it. It's like PTSD from whatever. So when you look at cigarettes, your butt start start hurting. And shit. Yo, yo, that's, that's awesome. awesome! I can't wait. Mm. <laughs> 
Like, you don't even really need to quit smoking. You should just go for the rape, though, you know? Uh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you, are you going to go over your uh, 23andMe results with us? Should I? Word on the street is that you were taking 23andMe. Yeah, it give took it a, it a while give back. Give us some highlights. Yeah, just give us the highlights, you know? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, so here's some free advertisement for 23andMe. <laughs> Be our sponsor. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so I found that I was uh, slightly at risk for late onset Alzheimer's disease. And also... At least it's late, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care once I get to that age. Yeah, you'll be dead before. I'll, yeah, I'll probably die young. Stressed out. Um, <laughs> also, age-related macular degeneration. Isn't oh, that- in your eyeballs. Oh, that oh, you makes know that? sense. Cause yeah, because I'm the, blind. You, he always does the cyclops. I, yeah, I like squint oh, yeah. and like push my eye. So like the the part that I don't use gets exposed. And I guess I can see better that way. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the science behind it. And then you shoot lasers sometimes. Yeah, too. sometimes. <laughs> Plasma <laughs> beams. <laughs> but uh, for that, I got a variant detected. Um, but it doesn't really increase the risk. It's just maybe something I'll pass down. Oh, cool. To my unfortunate spawn. <laughs> are, you gonna, are you going to have a kid, do you think? Okay. Uh, uh, not on purpose. Does it say in the 23 and me <laughs> if you're going to have a kid? Right. Like, no, it says, um, <laughs> let's say, I can't have kids here. Nice. No, <laughs> does, it, does it do any ancestry too? Yeah, it does. So the, the one that I went for was uh, the ancestry and also the health. Um, uh, information. Mm. So it gives you all this stuff, like all these different genes and shit that you can pass down or have increased likelihood of developing. Also, like, oh, you're negative for most of them. It looks like. Yeah, all the re- all the really bad ones I dodged. Oh, small penis syndrome negative. That's good. Yeah, type two. What typical likelihood of type two diabetes? Oh, which just so means like it's standard. Just if you live in down eat. south, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good there. But the the cool, they get into like really weird ones like uh, alcohol flush reaction. So when you're, you're, I guess your face turns red after drinking alcohol and shit like that. That happens to me. So I have unlikely. That's more of a white fuck disease. Yeah. Like people like me and Katie would be Mm. at risk for that. Do you guys get that? I I get it a little, I think, right? I get like right here. On your chest? I thought it was a face thing. Oh yeah, you it's do get both, it. It's both, but chest, it's yeah. for me. It's just right there. I don't know why. And like, I blush really bad too. When you drink? No, just like if I'm embarrassed, like oh. I will blush. How about you? I blush too, but not. I don't think it's. But as you have extreme, a beard. So as it's extreme as her. Uh, I can always just say no. It's just a sunburn. I'm not. I feel very <laughs> comfortable with what we're talking about. <laughs> it even goes into like um, detail about like caffeine consumption. Lately, to consume less, I don't drink like. Any caffeine on a day. Well, you're sometimes, drinking an energy drink right now. Well, sometimes. I don't really do that. Did you like that energy drink? It's fucking delicious. It's I so like good. It. But so I, this, my so body. This is subject to change, is what you're saying here. Yeah. It, well, it says like, like, likely to consume less. So yeah. I can consume. You can so. take a little. Um, this one's weird. Less of a deep sleeper. I'm a pretty deep sleeper. <laughs> well, your snoring's terrifying. <laughs> So. <laughs> Everyone around me is likely <laughs> to be a, a less of a deep sleeper around me. <laughs> uh, it tells you about your weight, lactose intolerant, uh, likely intolerant. Really? That explains a lot. Oh, right? man. That's like Daddy Base when he eats the ice cream, he has to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like one day I was like really depressed, so I ate a whole fucking thing of ice cream. <laughs> and I felt fucking sick as shit, dude. <laughs> Plus, I was drinking beers like a fucking moron. <laughs> What, what else were I you had doing shit. while you were doing this? Can you tell me? <laughs> were you watching TLC? Uh, I don't know. Just some fucking, like, some love show or some shit. No way. Like some really? uh, Flavor Flav spinoff yes. shit. Yo, this is ill. Dude, this that sounds dark dope. time. <laughs> Trade out the beer for red wine and I'm there. <laughs> uh, it tells you your weight. It tells you mus- muscle composition. So if you're more... Like what kind of uh, body uh, category you fit in? Mine says elite power athlete. Ooh. If I wasn't a fucking lazy slob, um, but it's nice to know you have the potential. 
Yeah, he even tells you like back hair if you have like back hair and oh. shit. Brian's bald spot crazy on that one. Yeah, Brian's a fucking beast. Yo, uh, <laughs> this shit would be like growing out of the screen. <laughs> have you noticed Brian's uh, ear hair? No, I actually it's trimmed sick. his ear hair the other day. Yeah, yeah. You got up like Brian is really thick in there. <laughs> I was like looking at it one day, like really deep. <laughs> Uh, it tells you bunions, dude. Oh, bald spot? Bald spot. You're good Likely for that. no. Yeah, because my hair is really thick and shit. Bunions, though, huh? Uh, asparagus odor detection. Like some, I guess some people can't smell. Asparagus? Asparagus. Really? Well, asparagus, asparagus, when you piss, it makes it stink, right? And I yeah. can smell it. I guess some people... What? Is it your piss and cum or just your I piss? Think I, does anything comes out your dick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just dust. Uh, I, I smell dust. it when I piss sometimes. Oh, you do? Yeah. What's it smell like? Asparagus sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I feel like I've smelled it before, too. But I, I didn't get a great whiff. And apparently by what <laughs> what they say here, like some people don't have like, they can't taste bitter taste, like mm. flavors. Oh, that sucks. Right? That sucks, right? I, I think one time I'm going to order us, there's like these different like test strips that you can put like to taste, see if you can taste different things like this. Or like smell different things. I think I'll order something. Does it put you in a category of like like um, how advanced your taste buds are? It's it is like all genetic disposition stuff. So I don't know if it like tells you that part of things, but because there's some people that can like are blindfolded and they can like taste every ingredient and shit. Like their shit's so advanced. Well, like they say too that smoking kills your taste buds, and that that's a reason why people get fat when they quit smoking is because they're starting to get their taste buds back. Really? I don't I don't believe that though. Like as far as that being a reason why people gain weight. Well, isn't cigarettes also like doesn't it kill your appetite too? Yeah. So when you stop smoking you'll get your appetite back and start eating more. Does it kill your appetite? That's, That's what, what I hear. It kills, kills you too, right? It kills it I'm just sure. kills a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it even tells you your earwax type, dude. Oh my god, what are I the, have like likely wet. wet earwax. Let me see. What are the options? Like dry and wet? Oh, my God. Crusty's gross. Crusty. At least the wet, you can kind of scoop it out. Well, I have a story um, about earwax. When I was in kindergarten, uh, I used to have a lot of earwax in my ear and shit, and it was the wet kind. Was it like the orangey kind? No, it was... Oh, there was this one time, dude, like I was digging in there real deep, Yeah. because I had tiny fingers, and I scooped up this ball of earwax, dude. It was black, pitch black. It looked disgusting, like tar, and I flicked it oh my God. on the floor shit. And then um, no one noticed until later, and then this little girl was like, Yeah, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then she looked back because I was behind her and shit. She's like, That was you. I'm like, No. And like, I, I blamed her and shit. <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> Everyone believed you? Yeah. <laughs> and they, like, she was earwax girl. She was like, Yo, you well, got that bitch branded? Yo, you're the illest Changing lives, dude Same thing happened one day Because I used to live in uh, You know, in CF um, In like the Wait, shittiest places in you CF you still live in CF? No Oh, okay I moved up <laughs> I'm in the bucket now Yo <laughs> Just another drop in the bucket Right <laughs> But we lived in a, in a home That was infested with roaches mm-hmm. And like I had to sleep on the floor With a blanket And I would wake up And there'd be roaches on top of me and shit But I guess one day When I went to school one hitch a ride with me and shit. And um, it like it, it came out of my backpack and started running around. And everyone was freaking out and shit. Yeah. But did they know it was you? Yeah. Yeah. I was Roach Boy. Oh, so you, but you that's, escaped that's when Papa boy. Roach came out. So that's why you yeah. want to go with that. Yeah. Cut so that's my karma. bag into pieces. So yeah, this is pretty good. A lot of cool stuff here. Um, a lot of useless unibrow? shit. What's it say for unibrow? Unibrow, it says likely a little unibrow. You always have your eyebrows well trimmed though, so we would never yeah. know. How do you take care of this? This? Yeah. I have like a little... Um, tweezers? Uh, not tweezers. It's like a it's like a blade. Oh. Almost like a mini one. Oh, that's cool. I thought Guadalupe did them for you. No, they usually hook, me, hook it up, but sometimes I get lazy. I don't want to go and wait like an hour for a haircut to... He's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah. Um, definitely recommend Twenty Three and Me if you want to learn more about your your. Uh, How much spit did you have to put into the thing? I put mad spit in that <laughs> shit. <laughs> what, what I else you to get put my, in it? 
Sir, we only asked for spit. <laughs> it was my spit. <laughs> oh, another thing I wanted to uh, bring up. Uh, apparently, there was a, uh, in the news, there was a recent um, hack job in Aquifax. Equifax, they got yeah. they got uh, hacked. So a bunch of uh, people's information, sensitive information, were, were like were compromised. So um, if you were affected, you, there's an easy way to look it up. Um, you can get 125 bucks. Yeah, paid oh, free money. And I think if uh, if we're the ones that put you onto this, <laughs> that it's only right. That you um you maybe. know send us a couple bucks yeah or just how about how about go and purchase one of our our books you know yeah check it out and you still got a you still get like a hundred ten bucks to yourself hundred thirteen bucks to yourself no biggie right it's still a come up yeah think about that well it's been fun and I, I enjoyed the three of us sitting down together solo we haven't done it in a while while I love having the guests on and the different opinions. Um, I think at some point we're going to have to go back to this again during this season and do like a a three again yeah. with, with just us because I think that would be fun. Um, yeah. Um, again, www.evilexamine.com to check out all of our content. Amazon, you can look up uh, you know the books there or you can see them on our website. We shall see you. Any Any parting words, guys? Um. No. <laughs> well, we're gonna go check out "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," the new Tarantino flick. Um, we hope it's good. So let's get it to it. It looks awesome. Yeah. And have a great evening, everyone. Yeah.